Imagine sitting in your tent in the middle of a sweltering day, and you are determined to stay cool, even though the sweat rolling down your cheek is publicly declaring your efforts are failing. You're Sarah, Abraham's wife, and you are discussing dinner preparations with your servant. As the two of you wrap up your discussion, you suddenly hear Abraham calling your name. Sarah! Sarah! He bursts through the tent flap like he's auditioning to become the first ever Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. Excitedly, he tells you that he's invited some people for a meal, and he needs you to make some bread. Then, like a toddler on a sugar rush, he dashes back out of the tent, commanding his servant to swiftly prepare the rest of the meal. As the visitors eat outside in the shade, your curiosity gets the best of you. You sneak to the wall of the tent to eavesdrop on their conversation. You're startled when the topic of conversation turns to you. One of the men declares that he will return this time next year and you will have a son. Your eyes grow wide at the absurdity of this statement. Obviously, this stranger is uninformed and delusional. It's been 24 years since God promised he would provide a son. You laugh to yourself about how there's no way that an old woman like yourself could have a baby. God must not have known what he was talking about. Your laughter turns to horror when one of the guests asks why you just laughed at what he said. As your mouth drops open, he asks, Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'm Pastor Michael, and this is Chicken and Waffles, the Bible podcast for preteens, where learning and obeying God's Word creates preteens that are unique and unforgettable, just like Chicken and Waffles. What's up, preteens? Pastor Michael here. It is time for another episode of Chicken and Waffles. You might have noticed since you're listening, and I am glad you're here. This is some of my most favorite times of the week. Hey, and mom and dad, did you know that preteens who read the Bible are more likely to hold on to their faith when they become adults? Why? Because it directly connects them to the heart of God as they face a world that actively attempts to pull them away from him. Now, if you're not sure of how to help your preteen read the Bible on their own, then I'm going to encourage you to download my free resource, How to Influence Your Preteen to Love the Bible. It's a simple four-step plan that will help you and your preteen grow closer to the Lord and to each other. Hey, who doesn't want that? So go to my website, chickenandwafflespodcast.com, put in your email, and I will send it right to you. Now, preteens, today we are continuing our series on Abraham. And since our last episode, God has changed Abram's name to Abraham. So he went from being called exalted father to the father of many. It's almost like God is preparing him to uh, honor his word. And then he's also changed Sarai's name to Sarah. Today, We're in Genesis 18, and it is 24 years after God originally called Abraham to leave his home and tell him that he would turn him into a great nation. Can you imagine 24 years waiting on a promise? 
Now, most of y'all, I'm guessing you're between the ages of 9 and 12, right? And so can you imagine, I'm just going to assume you're 10, because uh, that makes the math easy. If God gave you a promise today and didn't fulfill it for 24 years, how old would you be when he fulfilled it? 34, right? Hey, great job with the math. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine waiting 24 years for a promise? Yeah. By that point, you would have your own kids. That's kind of scary. In today's account, three men came to visit Abraham. And at first, we don't really know who they are. Now, in this area of the world, from the very beginning of time, this area has a very high view of hospitality, meaning that if someone was to come where they're living, they were going to take care of that guest's every need. So if someone needed a meal, they're going to provide it. If someone needs a place to stay, they're going to offer them a bed, right? So Abraham, these three men come up to where he is with all of his tents and you know his family and all that, and he quickly works to provide a meal for his guests. And during this meal, something incredible is said. So let's read Genesis 18. And we've got a small chunk here, verses 9 through 15. Where is Sarah, your wife? The visitors asked. She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year, and your wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time, and Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, How could a worn-out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband, is so old? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, Can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she denied it, saying, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, No, you did laugh. All right, so what is our first question that we always ask whenever we read Scripture? What does it mean? That's our chicken question. Now, understandably, the longer it took for God to honor his promise to provide a son, the more Sarah began to doubt that God would actually do what he said, right? Now, let's just imagine, say your dad came up to you and he said, hey, son, daughter, you have done so well in school. I'm going to get you some of your favorite ice cream. One, that would be awesome. Who doesn't love a good ice cream cone? I always eat some ice cream. But say one hour passed, still no ice cream. Two hours passed. Hey, where's my ice cream? Three hours. You're like having a conniption. Where is my ice cream, Dad? You said we were going to go get ice cream, right? Because waiting on a promise is really hard. That's all you can think about. My dad said he was going to get me ice cream. That's all I'm waiting on. Come on, Dad, let's do this. But for Abraham and Sarah, as the years passed it then became impossible for them to have a son. They were just too old. So why would God wait so long? Why would God move so slowly to honor his word? Well, it's important to remember that God is not pressed for time like we are. You know, we live in time and there's always 
something coming up and we can't relive what happened in the past and we can't live and what's in the future. We can only live in the present. But God, he lives outside of time. He can see the beginning. He can see the end. He knows how every single one of our situations are going to turn out. And even with such big vision, he still knows every single one of our needs down to the moment we need them. And God often waits because he is in the character-building business. That's what he was doing with Abraham and Sarah. Now, if God was going to establish a new nation that was going to honor him and proclaim his love to the world, then he wanted to make sure that the parents who started this nation learned to trust him no matter what. Now, I told you in our last episode that God is looking for people to believe his impossible promises, but that type of faith doesn't happen in one day, one week, or even one year. That type of faith is built over a longer period of time. And why can we put our faith in God? Because there is nothing too difficult for him, which is what we read today in the passage. And we saw at the very end of the passage, we realized it was the Lord himself visiting Abraham, right? What an amazing visit. But we see in our passage today that Sarah struggled to believe that God would actually honor his word because from her perspective, it was impossible. She revealed that her character still needed time to grow and to trust the Lord. Here's our big idea this morning. God wants me to trust him no matter what. God sometimes moves slow because he wants us to learn how to trust him no matter what our situation is, no matter if it's difficult or easy, things are going well or things are going horrible, he wants us to learn how to trust him no matter what. So, what should I do? That's our waffle question because I always want you to remember that learning God's word should impact the decisions I make and the actions I take. Now, you may be thinking, Pastor Michael, God hasn't given me any specific promises about becoming a great nation, right? At least that, not that you're aware of. And I'm only a preteen. I haven't been around long enough to wait 24 years for a promise. I hear you. And let's be honest, none of us really want to have to wait 24 years for a promise. That's a long time. But anytime you choose to obey God's word, you are taking a step of faith which builds your character to trust him and to become more like him. So can you learn how to trust God no matter what at your age? Yes, you can. So here's my challenge for you right here. Next time you're tempted to lie, choose to tell the truth. Next time you're tempted to cheat, choose to be honest. Next time you're tempted to make fun of somebody, choose to be kind. And the next time you're tempted to be mean to one of your siblings, choose to love them instead. See, because each time you do one of those things or something similar, you are telling God through your actions that you will trust him and that you believe his way is better than your way. And whenever you make that choice, it begins to produce a character that believes that nothing is impossible for God. Because eventually the time's going to come where God is going to call you to trust him for something big. And I want you to be ready. So if you take those little steps of faith of telling the truth and being honest and being kind and being loving, if you take those little steps, 
then you'll be ready to show that you'll trust God and his promises when it's time to trust him for something big. Because when you learn how to trust God, you will get to see him do some pretty amazing things. And that is what we're going to talk about in the very next episode. Oh, man, I love the story of Abraham, and I love that you guys have been joining me for this series. I hope that this week you're going to take those small steps of faith to show that you will trust him no matter what, and you'll realize that God is not moving slow because he doesn't know what he's doing, but that he sometimes is moving slow so that your character can learn how to trust him no matter what. Hey, thank you for joining me today. This has been such a great episode. I hope that your day is going awesome and that you get to see the Lord honor his word when you obey his word. Hey, mom, dad, hey, don't forget, if you're not sure how to help your preteen read the Bible on their own, then I want you to go out to my website, download my free resource, chickenandwafflespodcast.com. It will walk you through the next steps of how to help your preteen learn to love the Bible. Remember, every time you learn and obey God's Word, you're becoming unique and unforgettable, just like chicken and waffles. I'll see you next time.